0: Three three one. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan, live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talking Sports with Jim Shublin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color & Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. Powered
1: by Automotive Color & Supply for a Saturday, September 17th, 2022. And that date means that uh, high school football season has completed week five. I think as, as Brett Rump said the other day that at halftime when the band is playing... We're halfway done with the season. Officially halfway, yes. at least so through the regular season. We're beyond halfway there. now, yeah. yeah. So, um, in the regular season, we're you know, we'll we'll play games uh, beyond that, but uh, lose and go home. So, the road to Lucas Oil continues, and I say this every week. Well what a night last night, Justin, and and individually, I don't think the the term gaudy. <laughs> uh, really is enough does right does the proper uh, uh uh definition for some of the stats that we saw last evening impressive on the ground in the SAC my oh, goodness oh, geez,
2: it it was a wild night for a couple guys in the sack
1: yes uh, and of course lamarion nelson my goodness 427 yards rushing and seven touchdowns for the Wayne Generals in their victory over Southside last night. Tough seven. not
2: to start there,
1: yeah. right? Oh, my goodness. And and with those 427 yards, uh, Mr. Nelson has now, <laughs> through five weeks of the season, eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark. He now sits at 1,057 yards, if my statistics are correct. Pretty pretty spectacular,
2: considering the limitations that Wayne has in the passing game. I mean, everybody knows Lamarrion Nelson's getting the ball, yeah. right? And that offensive line, I don't think we give them enough credit, has been phenomenal and open-up holes. But Lemarion Nelson, you know, being able to run for the yards he is week after week with defenses knowing he's getting the football is nothing short of tremendous. Looked it up last night, and I believe this is correct, the single-game all-time rushing record in Indiana is 581 yards by Chase Van Schoik of North Central Farmersburg in 2013. So Lamarrion Nelson's measly 427 yards was still, well, 150 yards short of the all-time record in this state. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do better, Mr.
1: Nelson. Do oh, better. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, it, just the fact that you know and then of course south Side had the ball i mean they scored 30 points last night yeah so i mean yeah it, it was a bona fide shootout with 85 points scored combined i think that game just got over by the way and it was like nelson the, scored again
2: yeah <laughs> it was by far the latest game to get over last night i was home and already starting to write out of the carroll game and that Southside game was still going on
1: my goodness 46862 automotive color and supply text line or six eight six two. Put TS in front of your message. Uh, if you were at a game last night, uh, want to comment, have a suggestion, uh, want to make a point, et cetera, You can do so via the text line. As we will recap week five of the high school football season in the Big Four conferences around Northeast Indiana and uh, some other. I mean, some some teams uh, showed why. They should be thought of as amongst these states' elite. Um, you know, the Carroll Chargers and Norwell Knights uh, both uh, didn't have any issues whatsoever last night, and yeah, exceptional wins for them. You know, Carroll with that 31-0 victory over the Bishop Dwenger Saints, who you know just a week before Bishop Dwenger showed that you know they belong with that 17-14 victory over the Homestead Spartans. You know, then, uh, you know, then Homestead uh, beaten by Snyder though. Uh, Snyder, the they're only lost to Carroll, but then they they put a 49-21 beating on the Spartans last evening. So it's it's um, it's interesting. Well, now I can I can uh, probably uh, I can say that a two-loss team will not win right. the Summit Athletic Conference this year, and I out very seriously if the bell uh you know logistics are going to need a whole lot of planning uh, <laughs> yep. as to who's going to have it uh not you know just uh we we've got four weeks left in the regular season but uh, the carol chargers uh, are home to uh, south side they go to homestead home to concordia and then play at wayne uh in their last four games so it looks like, for the most part, they've run the gauntlet early on. They have, and
2: you know, going in now into week six, they hold a multi-game lead over every single team in the SAC. Carroll, the lone five-and-zero team. Snyder, the only four-in-one team. But by virtue of the Panthers' loss to mm-hmm. Carroll, and we do do tiebreakers in the SAC, that's effectively a two-game lead. And I know Panthers fans oh well. We didn't have. It landed uh, at Langston level. We didn't have K.J. Eldridge in that game. But look, I'd be the first person, sign me up for a Carol Snyder rematch, but we're not going to get it because they're in different classes. But Carroll has done what it needs to do through the first five weeks of the season. They are the class of the SAC. You can, you can pick out that blue and silver paint for the Carroll Chargers at this point for the victory bell because it's going to Huntertown. Even with about four weeks to go, I'm comfortable enough to say that. Yes.
1: And let's run down the scores from the Summit Athletic Conference last night. As we said, Carol, a 31 nothing victor over the Bishop Dwenger Saints. Chargers intercepted Sam Campbell four times in that ball game. And uh, you live by the INT, you die by the INT, because uh, that's what helped Dwenger seal the deal against Homestead the week before. Right. So, uh But the Chargers uh, clicking on all cylinders. I mean, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, uh, exceptional right now.
2: Dominant performance last night on both sides of the football for Carroll. You mentioned the four interceptions, three by Michael Dierkman for Carroll last night. And the first shutout of Bishop Dewanger or the most lopsided loss for them since 2018 when Homestead beat them 42 to nothing. Carroll is a juggernaut in the SAC, and you could say there's six players on that Carroll defense that are first-team all-SAC locks, in my opinion. Justin Anderson, Royce Jones, Dylan Bennett, Jorge Valdez, Braden Steely, Ashton Pasecki are all first-team all-SAC type players. That defense, and I made this comparison Thursday, I talked to Jason Garrett about it. This defense is very reminiscent of, of Dewanger's 2018 defense. Mm-hmm. They gave up points. You know, It averaged, allowed like 11 points per game, but you had to earn those points. Every single point you scored against that Bishop DeWanger Saints defense, you earned. You had to put every effort into putting points on the board. And I feel like that's where we're at with this Carroll defense. Even if you're able to score against that Chargers defensive unit, it feels like it takes everything out of you. It's
1: leading the way, and Carroll's the class of the SAC because of it. Yes, Carroll, now 5-0. and oh. Other scores had the Northside Legends over Bishop Lewers at Lewersfield, 42-16. to Jonte Lambert uh, on a roll last night, 283 yards on the ground. That gives him a total of 937 yards on the season, and I say on the season, through week five. 900, so I, you know, as we said, Lemarion Nelson- with over 1000 yards already at 1057, you know, are we on pace for a couple of 2000 yard rushers in the sack? It seems like it, right? 5 5 uh, games down, 5 to
2: go. LaMarrion Nelson is on pace to do that and Jonte Lambert just slightly behind. Northside goes to Homestead next week in what will be uh, a good good test for North, but back-to-back wins for the Legends, three of the last four. They challenged Carroll there in week three before falling. It's a solid Northside team. Got Bronte Johnson back last night from injury. Was missing Michael Dye, their lockdown corner on defense, but really didn't need him. It was a close
1: game for a while, but Northside took control after halftime. Other scores had the Concordia Cadets beating Northrop 24 to 17. Eli Maddox hooks up with Johnny Washington, uh, and uh, that's that's. Pretty much your ball game, right there. It looked like to me Concordia had a fairly strong ground game.
2: Looked like it. So, I mean, it was a good, good game for. Didn't for, see stats, but yeah, good game for for Concordia and good win for Concordia too. We we felt like this game could have went either way, and you felt okay. Northrop, you know, at least on paper, felt like they were comfortable to go into Concordia and get a win, but the Cadets, you know, fight hard. Johnny Washington, who The last couple weeks had not been absent from the offensive attack, but compared to his first two weeks, you know, hadn't been producing the way he was, but a big clutch connection between Maddox and him in that overtime seals it for the cadets. Good win for Concordia.
1: As we indicated uh, at the top of the show, the Wayne Generals beat Southside by a score of 55 to 30. Lamarion Nelson, 427 yards rushing seven touchdowns on the night for the generals. But um Jaden Morris of Southside, 209 yards uh through the air. He scored a couple of touchdowns there. And um also, let's see, let's take a look. Who's these uh the Southside quarterback? Yeah, he threw for he a threw couple for, really good yeah.
2: yeah some yards yesterday was the most points for a Wayne Generals team since six, they dropped 62 on Columbia City in the sectional in 2017. So it was a good um, good game offensively for both teams.
1: And is it, um, is it Lorenz Tabron? Lorenz, yeah, Lorenz Tabron. 341 yards on 13 at 23 passing uh, through for three touchdowns. And as we said, two of those to Jaden Morris uh, amongst his six passes received. So uh, still I mean that's uh you know on any given night uh, any other night in the week that would have been uh you know one of the the upper echelon highlights which it still is but my goodness uh when when you have the stats we're uh, we're talking about tonight my goodness everybody we had a lot of individual talent last night on display and the final game of the SAC Snyder Hummels Homestead 49 to 21 I didn't see this coming I no. thought this will be a, a lot tighter I thought
2: so too I think it's indicative of where Snyder is right now and why I hinted that I wish we could get Snyder and Carroll again that Panthers team's looking very strong I, I already am, am salivating over the fact that we could potentially get a Snyder Northside rematch in the sectional Bishop DeWanger will have something to say about that most definitely but Snyder's rolling at this point They've handled their business, continue to put up some big wins, and when you look at the remaining schedule for the Panthers, the you know, they get the Bishops week eight a week nine, and those will be good prep games for the sectional, where you have Snyder, Northside,
1: Anderson, and Bishop Dwegger. And Luke Hopper with three touchdown passes for the Panthers in that one. Moving over to the Northeast Eight Conference. It was Huntington North, 47 and nothing over the Belmont Braves, uh, something that we somewhat expected. <laughs> Huntington North, no issue whatsoever putting points on the board. And unfortunately, Belmont, they now
2: have scored just seven points all season. They've been shut out four times. Their only touchdown came week two against South Adams. Just really not a lot going right for Belmont at this point, and it's merely kind of a get right week for every NE8 team that plays them. Good job by Huntington Nord taking care of business. They get back in the win column after being being embarrassed at Columbia City in week 4. But it, it's just unfortunate to see at Belmont
1: now being outscored 208 to 7 for the season. Indeed. Other scores, Columbia City 42, DeKalb 7. That was at Waterloo on the Baron's home turf and uh once again this margin of victory is just a little bit surprising i felt like dekalb had a shot
2: in this game to maybe prove a point because columbia city was coming in with a lot of momentum and dekalb particularly that offense i think has played better than people give it credit for but man columbia city just came in and just absolutely destroyed dekalb it was 42 nothing at halftime and and that was a wrap and you know now now Columbia City is going to start entering that difficult portion of the schedule. You know on that back. traditionally over the last several years has been what trips up Columbia City, but the way they're playing, maybe they can be a threat in the Northeast State. And I think that New Haven Columbia City game next week is very intriguing with how Columbia City handles probably their biggest challenge defensively all season long so far.
1: Could this be a shootout next
2: week? I could definitely see <laughs> that because of the way Columbia City is scoring at this point. I, I don't know who's slowing them down outside of potentially Norwell. So definitely could be a high-scoring affair next Friday at Columbia City.
1: It was Leo beating East Noble in a thriller, 28-21. to Cam Zeisloff, a couple of touchdowns for the Lions, including a 50-yard reception uh, late in the fourth quarter. From Kyler Decker. Uh, Decker was, I think, nine of eleven. So you uh, know, it's they're they're starting to get a nice little mix uh, offensively. Where uh, the first couple of weeks they they went vertical quite a bit, uh, a, a great majority of their offensive plays, and uh, now they're mixing it up quite a bit and uh, having success.
2: Well, I think what you're seeing is the evolution of this offense and Jason Dorfler figuring out what works for Leo and the players figuring out what Coach Dorfler wants to run and what wants to do. So I think the last couple weeks you've seen Leo kind of draw it back a little bit in the passing game and run the ball more and really using that run to establish then opportunities in the pass game. Uh, Max Leffler goes for 100 yards last night and a touchdown. Alex Holcomb, 17 tackles last last night night for Leo. Not, not not a bad night at the office. Leo now back-to-back wins over New Haven and East Noble after that shutout loss to Norwell. So it's been a good bounce back two weeks for the Lions. East Noble still really, really young. And so I expect you know East Noble maybe to continue that learning curve this year, but they're definitely going to be a threat. I, I see them already as an early 2023 favorite in this league because of how much they're going to return next year. they got a lot
1: of really good players that have years of eligibility remaining. And the final game on the schedule for the Northeast 8 Conference, Norwell, 59-7 over the New Haven Bulldogs at the courtyard in Ossian.
2: What can you say about Norwell at this point? Five games, they've given up two touchdowns. So you could say it was a disappointing performance out of the offense (laughs) last night to allow a touchdown just the second of the season a 52-point win over New Haven, I did not expect. And maybe we continue to shortchange Norwell, I don't know. But I expected New Haven to at least keep it within 20. But a 52-point drubbing. The nights are rolling, and I'm becoming more and more convinced, Jim. I didn't, I didn't feel this way going into the season because Chittard was going to be lurking there in 3A. West Lafayette is lurking there now in 3A as the number one team in the state. But why not Norwell at this point? The dominance we have seen out of them this season thus far is nothing short of spectacular. You could make a case that they're the best 3A team in the state
1: right now. Sure, and, and their schedule shows that. they've Yeah, they've beaten some teams that have yeah. struggled. They've beaten some good teams, too. So, oh, yeah. All comers. Yeah, and, definitely. And, yeah, just giving up two individual touchdowns in a couple different games. So, uh, Norwell uh, cruising right now at uh, 5-0, 3-0 in conference play. Tell you what, let's go ahead, let's step out, take our first break, and then come back and do the ACAC in Northeast Corner. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color & Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
0: After a week one tie with the Houston Texans, the Colts look for their first win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Matt Taylor. Join me, Rick Venturi, and Lara Overton on Sunday afternoon in northern Florida. The Colts look to snap a seven-game losing streak to the Jaguars as the visiting team and build some momentum in the early season. It's the Colts and Jaguars this Sunday with countdown to kickoff starting at noon with the game to follow at one. Hear every play on Sunday right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9. FM.
3: Tired of living with chronic joint pain from arthritis or injury? Stop with the steroids and pain meds and don't have surgery until you check out regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. These therapies can help the body have long-term relief of your pain. Meet Dr. Justin Garzon, medical director at QC Kinetics. We use your body's own healing properties, highly concentrate them, and then use that to restore and repair the damaged tissues in your joints. This is a cutting-edge natural solution from local medical professionals. have a team of medical assistants, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and physicians that are trained specifically just to do regenerative medicine. And Dr. Garzon speaks from personal experience. Before joining the QC Kinetics team, he was an actual patient. I am now pain-free. You too can get lasting relief from joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics,
4: 260-333-9383.
3: That's 260-333-9383.
4: 260-333-9383.
5: the third chapter of the trilogy is here canelo alvarez and triple g return to the ring this saturday with an undisputed super middleweight championship on the line and fanduel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet hey it's brett rump from the sports rush right now join me on fanduel where new customers get up to one thousand dollars back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win be sure you sign up with my promo code wkjg bet on who will win knockouts when the fight will end so much more it's going to be a great fight pick who you got Canelo Alvarez or Triple G. The big fight comes up this Saturday. It's your chance for a no sweat first bet. When Canelo Alvarez takes on Kennedy Golovkin, use my promo code WKJG. That's up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. It's exclusively on the FanDuel app. 21 Plus and present in present, Indiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non withdrawable. Site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
4: Are you looking for a place to watch the game without the music? Get the best seats to the biggest games at DuPont Bar & Grill. All the NFL games on multiple large screens, plus Northeast Indiana's biggest screen, Megatron. The 16-by-10-foot wall-covering screen that makes you feel like you're actually at the game. Great food and drink specials, including Budweiser and Bush Light Pints, for just $3. Buckets of domestic beer, just $14.50. Plus Miller High Life and Miller Light Pints, just 3 bucks. It's Thursday NFL action, Saturday college games, and easy viewing of all your favorite teams and fantasy players with walls of TVs behind the bar. This week, Colts, Jaguars, Browns, Jets, and Steelers Patriots play all at one. Watch them all, and DuPont Bar & Grill is definitely the place to be Sunday night for Bears Packers on Sunday Night Football. DuPont Bar & Grill checks the boxes for what you want at a sports bar. Easy unobstructed view? Check. Special drink pricing? Check. Convenient location? Check. Get the gang together and head to DuPont Bar & Grill just two minutes east of I-69 at the corner of DuPont and Clinton.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered
1: by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in. As we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, then we give way to the foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Mr. Tim Priester and the judge, Phil Hawk as they give you Fighting Irish preview as the Irish take on Cal today, this afternoon. Actually, Can, they, can they get a win today? I'll let you know at about 6. <laughs> uh, Man. I hope they can just to – all the people that hate Notre Dame – are loving, loving this, us, obviously. Right? You know, there's, uh, there, there's, so, uh, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love for them to get a win, just so people can move along and, and right, you know, complain about something else. I guess. <laughs> well, Marcus Freeman,
2: now, now a Catholic, converted to Catholicism, yes. so pulling out all the stops to try to find
1: a way to get a win. Yes, yes. So, uh, won't be going to mass. Well, maybe tonight later. Yeah, who knows? But four, Every six, eight, six, two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Automotive color and supply text line. I had a text that came in. It says, T.S., MVP of the Carol DeWenger Games. No game. Joe Rudolph. Uh, Joe's the defensive coordinator for the Carroll Chargers, and thank you for that text, Joe.
2: Yeah, appreciate and, uh, the text, Joe. And <laughs> Oh, wasn't you? Thank you, uh-huh. Jenna. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But – or at least from her phone, right? Oh, it's signed –
1: yeah, yeah. Signed Joe's wife, yeah. No, Uh, but,
2: you know, in in actuality, every time I was texting Joe back and forth last night, that dude at every opportunity is basically like, look, I I just try to stay out of the way. You know, he says that. (laughs) But. But, you know, he's coming up with the schemes and the plays for sure. But, man, he's got so much talent on that side of the football.
1: He's basically like, I'm just trying not to screw this up, you know. Let's, Let's put it this way, Justin. It's you don't have to go too far back to recall when Carol, well, let's just say they had a very porous defense. Yeah, you, you know, and, and defense was not at all their strong point, and not perhaps even a weak link. Sure. But now this is transformed. They were they were formidable last year, and of course a lot of the same personnel. But you know, this is uh, it's quite a system they've got here. I feel like for a long time.
2: Carroll had that finesse, and it worked on offense, but I just didn't think it had the dogs defensively, those tough, tenacious, physical kids that were going to come out and play tough defense. I just don't think that was a identity for Carroll. They didn't have that personnel. Now you look at it, and Dylan Bennett is as scary of a football player in the SAC, as you'll see. Mm. Maybe 1B is Braden Steele. Braden Steele, my He's just a monster. You look at the, the secondary with Jorge Valdez will lay you out as good as anybody at that safety spot. Justin Anderson and Royce Jones and, and Ashton Pasetsky, all great front seven type players. Royce Jones is a menace in the backfield from the edge. You just have some straight up physical, tough football players on that defensive unit for Carroll. And I don't think that's something you could say about this program even just a couple years ago.
1: And and sometimes you're just blessed with this chemistry right. of of players that come through and, and blend and meld together and uh and create this this defensive monster. So once again, four six eight six two, put T S in the front of your message if you will, and uh give us your thoughts, opinions, et cetera. Let's move on to the Allen County Athletic Conference. Adam Central uh puts a halt to the heritage celebration from the week before with a forty-two seven victory. Over the Patriots, uh, their heritage goes from South (laughs) Adams to Adams Central, and uh, oh my. Uh, Yeah, reality hit Heritage yesterday,
2: and I feel like it's another reminder that this is Adams Central's league in this this season. I mean, Flying Jets go to South Adams next week to play the Starfires. That's usually a game. Week six, we always circle. This one's for the ACAC championship. Can't necessarily say that. This year, because of Heritage knocking off South Adams, but Adam Central is so much better than anybody else in this league. It's, it's, it's unfair. I mean, when you look across the spectrum and there's a clear delineation in the SAC between Carroll and everybody else, same in the NE8 with Norwell, definitely the same in the ACAC between AC and everyone else.
1: Other scores from around the ACAC have bluffed in getting past Jay County. 34-7, to it was South Adams. Uh, getting back on the winning track, they beat Monroe Central 35-14. to 14. Good wins both for Bluffton and South Adams. That's a pretty
2: solid Monroe Central team that came in and played South Adams. They have a history, regular season and postseason as well. And what can you say about Bluffton after being shut out in the first game of the season? Mm-hmm. They have put up 30, 42, 35, 27, and 34 points over the last month winning three of those, uh, four of those games. And talking to Brent Conkley, he said, week one, we started 16 of 22 guys that are playing their first ever varsity game. And you could see it in week one. But since then, those guys have
1: settled in, and the Tigers now sit at 3-2, and two, heading to Southern Wells next week. And speaking of Southern Wells, they were beaten last night at Woodland by a score of 46-6. to six. Woodland putting up some points, second straight game without Mike Smith on the sidelines
2: due to discipline issues from administration. So the expectations that he's back next week, but the Warriors take care of business against the Southern Wells team is just they're outmanned. They're just don't have the personnel or number to really compete in this league.
1: Yeah. They're they're better. They can feel the team, whereas a couple of years ago they couldn't. Uh, got to the point with injuries and, and such that they couldn't feel the team. Yeah. They they can feel the team but uh taking their lumps and uh it's it's unfortunate. But uh that's that's how it is. Let's move on to the Northeast corner conference. One that was uh, kind of billed is for supremacy of the big division in the corner conference. It was Angola over Lakeland at Lakeland forty to twenty one. Big win there. Um uh, you know, Angola,
2: when we look at them and who is the class of this NECC, and we thought maybe last night, going into last night, it was it was Fairfield, but now that kind of goes out the mm-hmm. window. But could Angola be that squad in the big division? So far, so good. They get Fairfield next week at home in what will be a pivotal game for
1: the Hornets. And the Eastside Blazers uh, took care of business at Garrett last night, 35 to Busco the week before, 28 to 6. And then uh, took care of the railroaders last night so East Side in the small division uh, looking pretty good.
2: they are it was a really good running game last night for East Side it's what's led them over the last couple weeks since bouncing back from that West Noble loss so good dub for East Side you know keep pace with Central Noble as the lone undefeated teams in that small division that'll be a game to watch in a couple weeks East Side at Central Noble.
1: Fairfield playing their first big division conference game. Uh, coming into this matchup, 4-0 and was uh, throttled by West Noble. The Chargers win by a score of 33-7 to over the Fairfield Falcons. Three touchdowns for Seth Pruitt for West Noble
2: Chargers. Fairfield had looked good, and we were excited about their 4-0 and start. But when you looked at the quality of teams they had played, Goshen, South Bend Adams, Central Noble, Southport, those, two, those four teams were a combined 3-13 and 13 going into last night's action. West Noble had the best win by far between the two teams over Eastside in Week 3, so maybe this shouldn't have been a surprise, but West Noble was able to limit
1: that triple option of Fairfield last night and hand the Falcons their first loss of the year. A couple other scores. Well, just one score, but two different games. Uh, Central Noble over Fremont, 42 to nothing, and Cherubusco over Prairie Heights. Forty-two to nothing.
2: Dominant performances out of the Cougars and the Eagles last night, blanking league opponents. And a, you know, a big one last night, slightly out of the area, Warsaw and Northwood battle of undefeated teams. Northwood hands Warsaw its first loss of the season in the Northern Lakes. That you know, keep an eye on Warsaw because they're in that same sectional with Carroll.
1: That's right, Tigers now four and one. That's uh, the scoreboard for the big four conferences around northeast Indiana for uh, week five. And so let's uh, let's tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break, because then when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis. Big, big day at St. Francis. And we have other news to share uh, regarding the basketball programs over there. And uh, and then after that, we'll be talking to Dan Vance of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll talk to him a- as well. We're going to go ahead and take a break so we can come back and do both of those. We'll do that right away. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
5: It's an all-about-you kind of fall, because beauty's biggest event is here. With daily beauty steals
2: of 50% off the must-haves from brands like Lancome and It Cosmetics, 21 Days of Beauty has it all, happening at Ulta Beauty now through September 17th. Plus, discover new launches from Fenty Beauty and R.E.M. Beauty. So give yourself that new beauty feeling. You deserve it. Shop in-store, online, or try pickup today. Ulta Beauty.
0: The possibilities are beautiful. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Babbel.
6: Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L lcom Babbel.com. Are you tolerant your current job looking to have your weekends back want flexibility in your life my team is growing and I'm looking for an account manager at federated media I can give you an opportunity to be happy in a career and have a work-life balance I'm looking for someone that is motivated a hard worker competitive and ready to learn what it takes to be part of an incredible team at federated media we move people every day and I would love to move you into a new career If you love this station, you might just be a perfect fit. You can apply today by emailing me your resume at caseytaxi at federatedmedia.com. That's K-T-A-K-S-E-Y at federatedmedia.com. Or text the word WORK to 46862. That's WORK to 46862. Federated Media is an equal opportunity employer.
5: On the battlefield, there's a saying, America's military men and women live by, never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal, we leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports.
1: Good Saturday morning to you along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. And then his Fighting Irish Preview with the Judge Phil Hauck and M. Priester. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message if you will. And on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is University of Saint Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning. It's a big day mm-hmm. at the University of Saint Francis. Hey,
7: it is, my friend. Good morning. Good to be with you. How
1: you doing? Oh, I am great. I'm pretty excited about uh, today and tonight. Uh, a six o'clock start against judson the one and oh university of saint francis cougars are going to be taking the field at uh, bishop john m darcy stadium and uh, showing the home fans what uh, what made them one to know
7: yeah no question it's gonna be a, a packed day we've got a soccer game at noon a volleyball game at four and a, a football game at six all at home but uh nice to, to culminate with a, a football game at 6 o'clock tonight and obviously coming off the, the big win last week. I'm sure everybody's excited to get out there and watch the team. Got a big 52 to 14 win over St. Francis, Illinois in week one. So um, I know the team is, is firing on all cylinders and I know they're excited to get out there in front of the home fans and show them what they got. I was over at the stadium yesterday and I know a lot of the student athletes on the football team are, are ready to go and open it to packed house and they're ready to ready right, to show up and, and show out for everybody who comes out tonight
1: yes now the people uh that maybe haven't experienced uh, university of st francis football what is the ticketing situation because i know it had to be altered somewhat uh and gosh i hate this term but due to covid yeah. and, and and what is today what is the ticket yeah. situation for obtaining tickets
7: yeah, so we encourage everyone to get them online if you can. We've got an online ticketing system. You can go on our website, uh, and in the top right-hand corner, there's a, a ticket link, and you go and get your individual tickets for the game. You can get season passes on there as well. But we do take cash at the gate for football, um, so we know that some of the fans aren't aren't into the, the smartphone world yet and uh, maybe uh, aren't quite there with, with their how they get their tickets. So you can get $10 tickets, $5 for uh, students, uh, 21 and under, and seniors uh, for 5 bucks, uh, and all adults are 10 bucks. So we will have a cash option at the gate. Um, but just to make things easier, if you want to go online today and just get your tickets, then we just have people scanning them when you walk in. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure everybody can get in that, that needs to get in, and we can have tickets available for everybody no matter what.
1: And, of course, the 6 o'clock start, uh, we'll get used to it a little bit because next week it's also a uh, 6 p.m get versus saint xavier uh but uh w- what do we know about judson
7: uh you know i think it's their third year with a program uh they played one game against taylor uh, and they lost 59 to 6 uh so i you know one of those games where you're not going to overlook any opponent uh, especially in our conference uh, they're in the other side they're on the midwest so it's a uh, what we call a crossover game um and, and we don't take anybody lightly and, and we're going to come out and, and do what we got to do but it's a it's a game we certainly feel like if we if we play like we did last week uh things will go our way and uh, it'll be a, a fun night for everybody and hopefully we can uh, get some get some points on the board and treat all the home crowd and, and get them excited to come back again next week for homecoming
1: well it should be a lot of fun and uh looks like the weather's going to cooperate wonderfully yep. for this opening week of football on campus so uh that should be an exciting event tonight i'm looking forward to it myself so let's yeah. let's turn oh uh, uh has alex Ebatino won any races this week
7: <laughs> she finished second yesterday so she must have had an off day uh they went up to notre dame and, and ran in the notre dame invitational um and, and she came in second place uh spencer carpenter on the men's side finished seventh uh so alex is, is picking up right where she left off and uh i don't know i don't know exactly who finished ahead of her but uh no, she's, she's fantastic, as you know. We've talked about her for three years now, and uh, what she's been able to do is just incredible um, on the cross-country side of things. So, uh, teams off and running, we're ready to go, and we're still ranked in the top 25. So we've got a, uh, I think we knocked off two uh, ranked teams yesterday, finished ahead of them. Uh, so, she's 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 motoring along, and, and at the end of the, the season, I'm sure she'll be uh, invited. Hopefully, our team is good to go out to the national uh, but we know that Alex will be there one way or another, and she's going to she's going to win a, a few more races here before the season's over.
1: Well, what a, a special elite athlete that is, my goodness, in mm-hmm. Alex Ebatino. Of course, I, I just got a text from my daughter who said that uh, she is at West Noble awaiting the start of a cross-country uh, CYO meet. So uh, right. that's, <laughs> my, is that uh, Caleb out there running? C- yeah, Caleb's running. He had his yeah. PR uh, at Blackhawk Christian earlier in the week, and uh, so, oh man.
7: Well, I think Baylin's waiting for uh, for Jeremiah to come over for a sleepover tonight. So those boys are they're they're certainly a tight little group down there that they've got. It's fun.
1: Oh, they are. Yeah, it's it's great to see. Yeah. Let's let's talk basketball. Yeah. You made an announcement yesterday that one Mr. Jeremy Henny is going to be leaving as an assistant coach for the men's program to take over. The women's basketball program at the University of Saint Francis and lead the Lady Cougars, and uh, what a, what a great opportunity for Jeremy Henny. And uh, isn't this kind of a, a little bit like didn't Jason Ridge <laughs> start out as a men's assistant and then worked his way into uh, women's head coach?
7: He did. He did. It's uh it's pretty ironic. Um, I, you know, so this all kind of came about pretty quick uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Jason Ridge had informed me that he got an opportunity uh, to be a principal down in Blackford County so Jason came from high school administration before he was our head coach and his superintendent from Whitco where he was became the associate superintendent I believe uh, down in Blackford County reached out to Jason uh, asked him to come be a principal down there Um, and it's an opportunity he couldn't pass up Uh, so we've we talked and, and wished him well, and, and then kind of put the search in, in full gear because obviously the, the timing wasn't fantastic. But when when is really good timing at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to be around Jeremy for the last seven years uh, while he's been an assistant coach for our men's team, um, and I just I can't tell you how thrilled uh, I am. The team is the administration uh, that Jeremy put his hat in the ring. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen, um, <clears throat> but it saved me a lot of searching. Uh, we had some great people apply, um, a lot of local people. Um, but at the end of the day, what, what Jeremy brings, I've I've seen Jeremy recruit for seven years for our men's team, and a lot of the guys that you see on the floor for the Cougars are there because of Jeremy Henney um, and what he did down at Huntington before he came to us. Um, he's a guy that coached Steph Curry at Davidson and still has a great relationship with him. Jeremy is a relationship builder, and it's kind of the same thing that I saw in, in Jason Ridge was, you know, we didn't know – how he was going to be as a head coach because he had never done it before, especially for women. But what I knew was he was fantastic with relationships. He knows the game. Um, and and I thought that it would translate with Jason. And obviously four national tournament appearances in seven years, Jason, I think, did a pretty darn good job for us. So uh, got talking to Jeremy, uh, brought him in, had him meet with the team. Um, and I talked to the team afterwards, and they, they, they gave me the, the, the big thumbs up. They were ready to go. And, and he's just so tied in locally with – recruiting um everybody knows him everybody that knows him respects the heck out of him um and and i'm excited to see him take these this program and kind of keep keep the momentum going keep building on what we've got um and the fact that he did it uh and, and wanted to do it was was awesome uh, i didn't like i said i didn't expect him necessarily to, to apply for it but when it became open him and i started talking a little bit because obviously he's around um uh, men have, a, have had open gym and been working out and He's been around, so I've, I've talked to him a few times, and we got the official application in, and and then brought him in, and you just you just sit and talk to Jeremy Henny, and man, it's it's hard not to get excited, and it's hard not to, to buy into whatever he's telling you. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pumped for Jeremy, and he's going to be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, just a, a great hire. When I when I heard the news yesterday, I was uh, pretty excited about that, and 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 if you know the Henny family, if you know his parents, uh, yeah. it, it, you you everything's fine yeah. <laughs> you know, just that's all you gotta say everything you know, just great yeah. people and uh and great uh, upbringing and, and everything yeah
7: you know reaches out to me the, a couple days ago and says hey can I get a couple of tickets for the football game and so I said yeah text me when you're outside of Trinity and I'll bring the tickets out to you well I was in a meeting yesterday from two to three and Jeremy texted me at probably two thirty and said hey I just accepted the job and I said let's go right so Dean texts me about 3:15. He's like, Hey, I'm outside. So I bring him out the tickets." and he asked me about somebody. He's like, Hey, is this person in the running? And I was like, I just locked it up. It's done. <laughs> and so he just, he looks at me and I'm like, you want the scoop, don't you? And so, you know, the timing worked out. Um, obviously we're going to put out a press release on Monday. I thought I had a little more time, but when, when Dean was right there, I said, okay, we're going to go with this thing right now. Let's, let's roll with it. So I, uh, I sent him some information on Jeremy and Zach over at 21. So, you know, only the legend Dean Pantaz you can get a scoop like that and have the timing work out in his, in his favor. So that's kind of how it got out there. And then once I knew Dean was going to run with it, uh, it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, and, yeah, as we said, just, yeah, the timing, yeah, maybe not perfect. But, uh, and then there again, Jason Ridge, uh, back as an administrator, uh, no. you know, back in the Blackford school system. That, so uh, everything works out there.
7: Yeah. And his support's huge, right? Jason Ridge, I mean, he's connected to our alums, and he called me last week and he said, hey, if Jeremy Henney's the guy, I'm, I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that the alums and everybody know and they buy in. So it, Jason's been great. Like I said, I, I hate losing Jason, but I can't, he, I can't fault him for the opportunity he passed up. I mean, to, to go back into that world and, you know, double your salary and get all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's, it's great for Jason and his family, and luckily uh, we were able to, to pick up Jeremy.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, Mike, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you later this afternoon.
7: Sounds good, my friend. See you soon.
1: All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And uh, right before we go to break, I want to tell you about some things going on at Huntington University with the baseball program. Of course, uh, Mike Frame, longtime Huntington University coach, uh, stepped down, uh, replaced by his son, Thad, uh, who will uh, continue the Frame legacy. Uh, with the Huntington University baseball program, and uh, Mike Frame has done more for uh, for baseball in in Northeast and Northern Indiana and beyond uh, than than many people will ever dream of. But I uh, want to tell you they're they're going to be having a uh, their annual golf outing with proceeds going towards Forrester Baseball. Uh, this outing is going to be taking place on Sunday, October second at one o'clock at Brookwood Golf Course, and uh, also. Uh, there is going to be an alumni game taking place October 8th that will be a 5 p.m. first pitch and if you haven't been to Huntington University's baseball diamond treat yourself uh, this this is a wonderful place to watch baseball well, a great setting as well they they've just uh, refurbished revitalized uh, the the turf and it just done improvements uh it, Have some fun. Get on out there Saturday, October 8th, 5 o'clock. Also, they'll be uh, recognized in the 2017 Crossroads League Championship team as well as retiring the number nine jersey of one Mr. Heath Luther. Uh, Heath Luther was a Northrop grad uh, back in the mid to late 90s and uh, went to Huntington University and uh, was exceptional there and uh, is having that number nine retired um, at the – at the alumni game. So uh, once again, mark your calendars for October 2nd for the golf outing, October 8th for the alumni game, Jersey retirement. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dan Vance, media relations director, social media director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. There's some news coming out of the Mad Ants camp. Let's uh, let's get with him and find out what it is. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, on 1380, the fan, 100.9 FM.
4: Here from Sunday Night Football on Westwood 1. Week 2 has Mike Golick and me in Green Bay for the NFL's oldest rivalry, the Bears and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay can't be happy with their loss to the Vikings in Week 1. Now they face another NFC North opponent in the Bears who won their opener against the 49ers. Join us from Lambeau Field
0: on Sunday Night Football. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM,
6: Mr. Crosley, your passion and enthusiasm for teaching history taught me valuable life lessons.
0: Like what,
4: Carrie?
6: The importance of dedication, commitment, showing up every day. And those lessons helped me in the classroom and on the softball field. I'm Carrie Rizzati, IHSAA Assistant Commissioner, and this is Pat Crosley, my mentor from Ron Colley High School.
4: As an educator, I always care about the whole student, from their academic success to their character development to their athletic performance. That's why I love supporting students outside the classroom at athletic events.
6: It showed me you really cared about me as a person, not just as a student. Having devoted coaches and teachers like you taught me accountability and motivated me in both my schoolwork and athletics. I showed up every day because you did the same for me.
4: Thanks, Carrie. We can all support hardworking teachers and coaches by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events.
0: This is meaningful mentorship. This is life-changing leadership. This is your IHSAA.
3: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Indiana only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
0: Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Along with Justin
1: Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we talk local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. Let's go right to the talking sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that talking sports phone line is media relations director, social media director, basketball coach Dan Vance. Dan good morning
8: <laughs> sir. Good hey, morning, Jim. how are you doing?
1: I am great this morning and let's talk about Matt there's a lot to talk about and one of the first things that there's a lot of new going on with the mad ants around town now i saw something on social media and i thought let's go right to the source what is a 260 tour
8: so our 260 tour uh is something we're doing this year to make sure we're involving uh all of the counties uh to make up the 260 area coding and getting out into those areas um you know around cosiasco county to county steuben county everywhere around Uh, So we have stops this month and next month. We're actually in the middle of one this morning here in Allen County uh, in partnership with ProFed Credit Union uh, just to, uh, you know, help support ProFed and the events that they're participating in around the 260 and also to, you know, raise awareness of what we're doing, especially as we're getting ready to tip off a new season. So uh, a variety of events. And if you follow our social media uh, or visit ftwaynemadants.com, you can see where we'll be. Uh, and all of those events coming up, uh, this morning until noon, actually we're on South, uh, Anthony Boulevard at the league, uh, league for the blind and disabled as part of the e league day, uh, here. So, uh, I'm actually out here this morning. So, you know, come out, bring your, uh, electronics that need to be recycled and, and say, hi, get some, some mad Ants swag and, uh, help out the people at ProFed.
1: All right. Well, and there's so many other things, uh, of course, now you, you talked about the season tipping off. That uh, What is the exact date, and, and how can we get tickets for opening night or opening weekend?
8: So, yeah, opening weekend, we're Saturday and Sunday, November 5th and 6th against the Grand, excuse me, the Grand Rapids Gold. So uh, season tickets are available right now. Also some mini-plan tickets uh, packages for our five priority dates throughout the year. Individual game tickets are going to go on sale in early October, and we hope to have the exact date. Uh, for that out to everybody soon, but if you log on to FtWayneMadAnts.com uh, right now, you can get your season ticket packages. Make sure you're locked in for all 16 games here in Fort Wayne. Uh, and really excited to tip off. You know, it's the new start of a new season. Jim, as you well know, is is always exciting, and I think we have a lot of great things in store this season and um, a roster that is starting to take a little bit of shape uh, through this week with some signings and trades. So we're excited about it.
1: Yeah, well, of course. This is, being in the NBA G League, a lot has to trickle down from the NBA, and once they get camp solidified and and get their team, that's when you're going to find out a little bit more about who your personnel is going to be, uh, you know, for that season. But uh, are there are there any uh, players that, that you can name at this point that uh, that we might be able to see in Madden's jerseys?
8: Well, obviously, uh, yesterday, the news coming down from the Pacers, they signed second-round draft pick Kendall Brown to a two-way contract. So uh, for those unfamiliar, a two-way contract will allow Kendall to uh, kind of move up and down as the Pacers see fit. Uh, we'll see him with us. He'll be up there with them some. You know, we saw that last year. Dwayne Washington, Dejean Giroux started the season as two-ways. Uh, Terry Taylor later became a two-way that bounced back and forth between the two of us. So, um, you know, Kendall Brown... It'll be one that we'll expect to see some, and he's exciting. He's six seven at a Baylor, uh, was All Conference Freshman Team last year. Very, uh, you know, we don't want to use the term elite on this level, but on the previous level in high school was just an elite long wing, plays above the rim. Uh, he's a lob threat. He's very athletic. Um, we'll see how that translates to the NBA level and the G League level. But Kendall's an exciting prospect, and I know they were. He was one that the Pacers intentionally moved up in the second round to make sure they could get uh, and and bring him into the organization. So Kendall's exciting. We made a trade earlier this week uh, for the returning player rights to Norvell Pell with the Cleveland Charge. Uh, We expect Norvell to be with us. And, you know, 6'10 has been in the G League and NBA for the last nine years. Has played 40 NBA games. So he has NBA experience. Uh, a traditional big man, which, again, Jim, you know, you've been around the Mad Ants and seen Mad Ants games for years. We don't always bring in a lot of traditional bigs. We were lucky enough to have Jordan Bell with us the second half of last season, but uh, Norval Pell brings that traditional big man. He'll rebound. He'll be a rim protector. Uh, so we're excited to, to have him with us as well, and, you know, we'll see how things take shape. The Pacers training camp here starts pretty soon, NBA training camp. Uh, and then in October, October 22nd, Matt Ants training camp will start, and we'll get a little bit better idea in mid to late October of what the rest of our roster will, will end up looking like. Yeah,
1: you know, I remember last year when we faced Norvell Pell, we didn't have an answer for him. So this is yeah. a good way to make sure that we don't have to worry about that anymore. So Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so,
1: now, as far as yeah, I've been hearing about schools and in talking to you and in, uh, in well, what the heck, being around the office, we've got a pretty gaudy number regarding a reading club program yeah, and, sc- so and schools that are involved in in the programs we've got
8: yeah so we're uh, we're really excited about our, our base for our reading program and next week we're actually going to come out with some more announcements about it but uh you know right now we're looking at around 40,000 or more students being able to participate in the first season of our reading program, which is just an exceptional number. Mm. Uh, and we're really excited to partner with uh, surrounding community schools, including Fort Wayne Community Schools and East Allen County Schools. And uh, our reading program we think is going to be great and give kids a chance to, to earn a free ticket and, you know, some prizes. And for it to be a first year, it's it's taken off huge. And, and props to <clears throat> Donnie Green, uh, who from our staff who has kind of led the charge with this. So uh, hopefully to have more announcements soon about our reading program. But, we're just, you know, that's one of the things that we wanted to make a core principle this year was not only uh, getting more in touch with the youth of the community, but also into the schools and what can we do to build our educational program that we already do through our education day and our steam fest event that'll come up in March. We wanted to be able to do something more year round Uh, and and solidify that, and and it has happened very quickly. So props to Donnie, and then the the schools that have gotten involved that have, you know, embraced it and wanted to be part of of what we're trying to do.
1: That's great. Uh, Involving the the education system, uh, it's just an awesome opportunity there, and, yeah, uh, props to Donnie for that. So as far as player signings, things like that, keep in touch with us, and uh, we'll have you on as this roster starts to unfold, Dan.
8: Absolutely. It'll, it'll come fast and furious. You know, we've made uh, a couple of trades this month, and as we end September and get into early October, uh, you know, we're excited about it and excited about uh, about some of our former guys that will have some chances in some NBA camps. You know, we're excited. We're going to go down and get some social media content for all the Mad Ants fans and some former Mad Ants when the Pacers have their media day here in the, well over a week and catch up with the Terry Taylors and O'Shea sets of the world. So, Excited about building our own roster and also excited about what some former Matt Ants are going to get to do in the NBA this year. All right. Dan Vance, thanks for joining us. And-
7: Podcasts by Federated Media.